Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to the Undressing Underground Podcast. God, I missed her so much. Um, with Kins and Unicorns. Hello. And today, you talk to your best friend, right? Arctic 16. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's obviously not true. <laughs> yeah. But it'll make him feel um, weird for about 10 seconds before he gets to this part. <laughs> you're so good at that, Rob. <laughs> um, okay, so things I wanted to people to know. Look, I think the sound quality, like he's Arctic is doing something on the cell phone, like, like DJ with his finger on the mouthpiece, like, but bear with it because this is one of the calls I personally really, really did enjoy a lot. I mean, I enjoy all the calls, but I think one of the reasons I really enjoyed this call was because, because he's Latino and I grew up with like a lot of Asians and Latinos in my life with that sort of racial dynamic. And so I felt there is about with them and we talked about certain cultural differences um with like our cultures versus white culture and like retirement homes um we talked about being like immigrants or or children of immigrants and what it's like to hear us like to leave this country or to like go back to where we came from mm, what else the, I guess we are getting like context on someone's per- life and perspective. It a lot of flavor. Um, ooh, this is a good fun call because I got to play a song and around 47 minutes, 55 seconds, you're going to hear a ding sound and it's not from your phone. It was from mine. Sorry. <laughs> Couldn't take it out. <laughs> and i'm just like still really sick so my apologies yeah i want to apologize that this kitten sounds kind of like max headroom right now um because yeah like you said you're sick you're not at your place like nothing is working out for us today so (laughs) we're doing what we can we'll be back to normal next thursday i mean next tuesday won't be that normal because it'll be a simulcast between uh us and the Zach and me podcast. Can I say something funny? What <laughs> yeah, I told you. I want, what I told you. Before we start this call with Arctic, I want to tell everyone that I'm really sick right now, but my toilet got clogged, so I have to call the plumber. <laughs> and then the plumber told me that I used too much toilet paper. <laughs> I was like so shocked. That's so honest. It's, yeah. oh, it's, that's it. That's my story. <laughs> How I don't have a filter. Res- <laughs> How did you respond to that? Did you say anything to him? No, I just like kind of got red. Did you cry? No. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, um, this is a good call. Okay. I, I really enjoyed it. I hope you guys did too. And real quick, since I'm not going to come back at the end because I hate doing that on these calls. Um. As I already mentioned, Tuesday, 
will be the simulcast with Zach and me. It'll be longer than usual, and it'll have a lot of music because that's how Zach and me's podcast works. I had them edit it. Um, they do acoustic songs, though, usually, and I sent them a bunch of my music that I hadn't really done anything with, and apparently the acoustic version of my music is just for them to scream at each other. So, <laughs> um, except a lot of screaming, I think. That's all I remember from that is just screaming. Um, and uh, don't forget to submit your if you want to if you want to take part in the Edgar Allan Poe cast as I relentlessly call it Ed Kittens is like groaning and <laughs> laughing right now well, at that I'm awful sick. title I'm sick. okay yeah sorry um, we're still taking poem submissions or music if you write music and you want to contribute to somebody else's poem reading go ahead just go to the website reach out to us there's a list on the website there'll be a lit be a link to it on the post for this episode and i also uh, like haikus if anybody wants to submit halloween haikus those are always fun too yeah we'll play that on kittens halloween episode i guess um and we're both looking for guests so if you have any suggestions or you want to suggest yourself go do that Submit it to the website. And whoever the fuck signed up my email address, the my undressing underground email address for stock information, I don't know why you did that, but I don't, I don't know. You only did two, and it's weird. I guess I'm not that mad because I just subscribed. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it either. On with okay. the show. Arctic? Oh, yes, this is, it's me. It's me. Well, how are you? Good. Good. Can't complain. Crap weather. Wow. Right now, it's pretty. It's still pretty hot on the West Coast. Are you in California? I am. You can't you tell by, by the way I talk? Oh, right. <laughs> You're a total valley girl. Right, right, right. Mm, yeah. I did grow up in the yeah, valley. So. Um, right. I don't even know where the valley is. Where's the valley? Okay, so there's the city, right? So if the city is Los Angeles proper, then the valley is, depending on traffic, like, and depending on how, which valley, like, which city in the valley, it's, like, 15 minutes away. But it just becomes from, like, it just, you can tell the difference. It went from, like, city to more s- residential suburban homes. Right, right, right. I mean, you haven't, there's... Um, Interesting. Yeah. You're in New Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. So, okay, uh, let's see. I'll begin. So, Because I have, like, my base questions that I ask everybody, but then I have my questions I've garnered from your comments, so we'll just begin wherever. Uh, do you mind telling us what you do, but not in a doxable way? Uh, sure. So, like, I work in, like, a very specific industry. And then, so, like, whenever people ask me what I do, which is often, like, I have to start with this like preamble and I feel like people are going to think I work in something sketchy, but I don't. It's just this random industry never, no one's ever heard of. So I work in telecommunications expense management. Okay. And so it's kind of like a little bit of eight, like accounts payable mixed with like financial reporting. Uh-huh. But it's this like huge industry that like no one's ever heard of. Like I always say like this industry, no one's ever heard of literally. Is it like average lay people would have ne- never hear of it, but if you're in business, you know what it is? 
Yeah, I would say so because like, so like my company like, it's like three thousand people big. It's like there's like offices all across the world, and but the thing is like over four hundred of the Fortune five hundred companies are my company's clients in one way, shape, or form. So like people like know about it, but it's not something that like anyone ever talks about because it's boring. Like we basically like audit telecommunications billing for clients. Like you know who's trying to hear about that? Mm, I don't know. But like, that's what I do. Lawyers? Do you guys? T- yeah, okay. I guess. Okay, I, I don't even know what to ask you about that, but um, t- so let me move on to the next question. Yeah, I know it's random. Like it's like an office job. Like you know, I work like nine to five. Like you know, whatever. I think with some of the more non like non artisty jobs, you know, um, non conventional or like more business, I don't really understand the terms, like what the title means. You know, like artist, right. we know what they do. Teacher, we know what they do, but like. Mm, accounts payable it's like mm, like i get it yeah like like i'm a client services manager hmm. um but you know what the hell does that mean but like the industry i'm in it's like telecommunications so that's like what i do i was a firefighter though for like eight years i saw that i saw that you did that after college yeah i did that like during and after college like um so like nine out of ten if not more maybe like 95 out of 100 Fire departments in the U.S. volunteer, so like I was a volunteer firefighter, just like everyone else is, and um, I did that when I was like seventeen up until I was like twenty-five. Why'd you stop? So like I always consider that as like my real profession because I loved it. Um, I stopped basically because I moved to a neighboring, like a different town, and the town around here like has a couple career firefighters, and like they they'll take like volunteer like auxiliaries like supplements but i just like didn't go through the hassle of doing the whole thing because fire departments are very 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 critical and i was like i don't want to start over if that makes sense it's kind of like a union like it's all about seniority you know what i mean i see dude Uh, that's that's, i I think i have a question about that no i think i already you already answered it it was wait you wanted to be a fireman and you worked at the fire department why did you stop but you answered okay um so I know that you have a girlfriend, correct? Mm-hmm. And you guys met on Twitter? <laughs> yes. You're funny. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's good. Yes. Yeah, we met on Twitter. Um, I met my boyfriend online, He's... so it's not like an yeah. uncommon thing. I just think well, people don't talk about well, it. Well, what's funny about it is, like, mm-hmm. my girlfriend for a while was, like, semi-Twitter famous, and, <laughs> like... She was in Vice. Like, they wrote an article about her. Whoa. And so I read the article, and then I followed her, and then we ended up dating. So how weird is that? How'd you get from, like, following each other to going on the first date? Okay, so most people probably think, like, it was me being thirsty, but it's not. <laughs> I, um, like, I don't really, like, at people. Like, I don't, I feel like, I don't know, I guess, like, some I do, but I feel like I generally don't, like, try to add people, especially, like, people I don't know, especially, like, random Twitter women that I don't know. Right. Because, like, w- why? So, anyway, um, but, like, I did, like, reply to a couple of her tweets, I guess. Like, you know, probably here or there over the course of, like, a few months. Like, not a lot. Um, but then, I guess, she saw my location was tagged on one of my tweets, and, um... She actually had a 
friend who lived in the same town as me. And she was coming to the friend's house to stay for a week to dog sit while her friend was like at a funeral or something. So she actually slid into the DMs and was like, hey, like, do you live there? She's like, oh, I'm going to come by. Do you smoke weed? That was like the second or third question. Woo-hoo. And uh, I guess time. the rest is history. Wow. How long have you guys been so. together? Two years? Like a year. Oh, okay. Cool. A year. Um, do you ever show her your comments on, from Gawker or Gawker Media? Every once in a while. So, like I said, like, my girlfriend was, like, you know, like, she has, like, a few thousand followers on Twitter, whatever, blah, blah. She was, like, big into Twitter. Still is big into Twitter. So, like, the whole, like, online persona thing is, like, you know, a topic of conversation because it's interesting to us. It obviously, like, interests both of us just in different spheres. So, we do talk about it because it's interesting how, like, she's, like, about Twitter and clearly, like, I'm on the Kinja thing. So, so yeah, like, we talk about it. I don't, like, explicitly show her my comments. Like, sometimes I'll, like, I've, like, bragged to her sarcastically, like, about, like, how many clicks I've gotten. Lame, I know. But, like, um, I don't, like, show her my tweets, and she doesn't, like, go about reading them. But every once in a while, she'll be like, oh, my God, babe. She's like, I just ran into one of your comments organically. I don't know. Somebody, like, linked their Gawker article or something. Kind of funny. What's her take? So, I mean, so I guess since she's, if she's big on Twitter, then she must be familiar with just online commenters in general. And what's her take on them? On what, on Gawker? No, on online commenters in general. Oh, I mean, you know, she doesn't like mind them. Like she's very much an internet person. So like I said, you know, she's big into like the Twitter sphere and tweeting people. So commenting just kind of an extension of that, I guess. Unless it's like a YouTube comment section or something or something like that, which is obviously like a cesspool. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. She's into it. She doesn't, like, mind it. She, you know, she's into it. So why did you start commenting on Gawker? Like, do you remember what post or what comment so, inspired you? Yeah, I well, I do remember, actually. So I started commenting, like, I started reading Deadspin in college. I don't know. Maybe it was, like, 07 or 08, probably around that time. Because like, I started getting into sports, right? So, like, I started reading Deadspin, and then I started commenting on Deadspin. And um, I remember, I, this is back during, like, the star date, and I got starred on Deadspin, which was a big fucking deal, because Deadspin had, like, a comment ninja that would come out, and, like, ban people, and they would revoke stars at the drop of a hat if you made shitty comments. And, like, the people on there, like, I think, are, like, brilliant, and make, like, crazy good comments, and, like, puns, and just the comedy's off the charts. So I really got starred, and I was thrilled. It later got taken away, because I made a shitty comment, and I learned my lesson. But for whatever reason, like, one day, they, like, um, they, like, um, like, cross-posted, like, some Gawker article about, like, Target. And I, uh, I posted about it, because I worked at Target for a little bit after college. I, like, made, like, you know, my experience or whatever, because, like, I was a manager at Target briefly. And, um, and I, that was my first time ever commenting on Docker, and I got started for it, which kind of let me know, like, the value of a Docker back in the day. I was kind of diluted. Um, but, yeah, so that was actually my first post on Docker. And so that must have been, like, after I graduated college. So, I don't know, 2010 or 2011. So I didn't really start reading Docker until then, even though I was reading Deadspin and Kotaku from, like, years prior to that. Hmm, interesting. Um, so. How did you choose? What's an Arctic 16? So, 
Arctic is kind of like my online moniker. And like, I don't even know what I was thinking or what I was getting at when I chose it. Um, I remember being in like seventh grade or something like that. I was like 12 years old. I remember I got Advanced Wars for the Nintendo, whatever the system was at the time, right? Yeah, I think it was like the Game Boy Advance. And I remember like that you had to choose like a name, like for your character profile or whatever. And like I was trying to think of something like cool. And like for whatever reason, I chose like Arctic because I feel like I kind of just liked the way the word sounded. So I kind of stuck with it ever since then. Like all my shit are like 16. I'm so easily doxable. It's not even funny. Like all like my like my when I used to like play Xbox, like my PlayStation Now like account is like Arctic 16. Like my Instagram, like everything's Arctic 16. So if you know me in real life, you know I'm Arctic 16. So I don't really keep a good lid on my like online identity security. So that's that's what it is. I, I honestly have no idea. I chose it like in like middle school. Oh, but and you stuck with it. Interesting. Yeah, and 16 is my favorite number. So. Oh. Um, is there a reason? No, I don't know. I feel like I just liked it, and then like I played lacrosse in high school. And like a douche, and uh, I just like always chose sixteen. I don't know why. I just kind of like it. What's your avatar? My avatar is Lil Kev from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So Lil Kev is like this rapper that Sweet D dates in this episode, where it's like is Sweet D dating a retarded person? So like it's ambiguous during the episode if he's retarded or not, which I know is not the PC term, but that's what they say in the show. And uh, at one point, he's like watching cartoons and cracking up and he stares at the camera and his eyes are all bug-eyed and for whatever reason it's like i need a kindra avatar and like i was like watching the episode and like screen capped it and just made it my own um it's, it's how i see you <laughs> i know it's kind of messed up like the, that like people think that and like burl always like tweets that gif out me now which never fails to crack me up every time i see that gif i laugh out loud um, and, like, you know what's funny about my avatar? If you click on it and zoom in, you can see, like, an arrow, like a, like a cursor, like, in the shot because I screen capped it off, like, oh, really? Hulu or something like that. Um, what's the difference so, it between... it took me a while to find that angle. Mm. Sorry. That's I'm a you off. Uh, what is the difference between Deadspin and Gawker, like, the commentary out section? I feel like Deadspin is more about, like, wit and, like, I guess, like, making puns or, like, good comedy and, like, wordplay. And so, like, it's kind of, like, about making that, that good, like, wordplay joke. And then everybody gives you plus ones. And there's not, like, I mean, there's, like, less, like, discussion on, like, social issues and outrage. Whereas, like, Gawker is all about, like, the snark and, like, I feel like about, like, the sarcasm. And then about people waging, like, ideological battles in the comment section. That's what I'd say. So Deadspin is less snarky than Gawker's, you think? Yeah, Deadspin's more, like, about, like, the comedy of, like, making a good comment. I see. So what do you enjoy about commenting? Like, what, do you, what does Arctic 16 bring to the conversation, or what do you want people to know? I mean, what I bring to the conversation, like, I'm not sure about that. Like, honestly, I feel like half the time I'm just, like, saying mildly trolly things that I wish I could say to people in real life, but I can't. Or, or, like, things that I wish I could, like, especially on, like, social issues, like, things I wish I could, like, scream at, like, my friends slash roommates or, like, the awful people I know on Facebook in my life. But 
So I don't know. Honestly, I feel like half the time I'm just being an asshole to make myself laugh. And like, I like getting people riled up. Like I like making like mildly inflammatory statements, like liberal statements and people lose their goddamn minds. And it honestly cracks me up. So like, I believe like everything I say, especially about social issues, mm-hmm. but I'm also definitely doing it to like rile people up because it, it does amuse me to see like all like these like just people with differing opinions and they just lose their shit sometimes when they read things. Oh, I went through a lot of your comments. So I don't even... And I definitely saw... Yeah. I, I thought... I actually... I'll, I'll say this. Before I went through all your comments, I was like... I kind of thought like, you know, not that you're mean, but that you are in the spirit of soccer, <laughs> right? Like, it is. Like, you're snarky. Like, if someone's being an idiot, yeah. you'll tell them, you know? But I did go through a lot and right. read a lot of your threads with people. And like, I didn't think it was that bad. Like I, and especially if you knew the person and if you were familiar with the commentary, I felt like you were m- more, you know, just maybe get more polite or something. I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what? Like if you knew the commenter, Wait. you would be even more polite. Not polite. That's not the best word to choose, but like just not. Well, I feel like this sounds, this sounds silly, right? But like, I do feel like I try to promote like the spirit of like Kinja, like, there's like a lot of regular commenters or people and like if you're a gawker person like you're a gawker person like we might not agree on everything like there's a certain style of humor and a certain viewpoint that like i feel like a lot of people share on gawker right i try to like be friendly especially like people that like i know on the site i guess i i i say i would agree uh let's see have you ever been parodied yes so it was recently like a few months ago Someone, like, I guess, again, like, my, how, my docs abilities off the charts. Someone went on my Twitter and, like, pulled up a picture of me and created a Kindred account called Arctic16, but, like, A-R-T-I-C without the C, so, like, oh. spelled wrong. Uh-huh. And they responded to something, and I, I don't know if, like, they thought I was going to, like, get freaked out or something, but, like, I responded back, and I was like, yes, a parody account. Like, this is awesome. Like, I feel like I've really made it now. And, like, they responded back to that, like, oh, we're going to have fun. And then they never commented again. Interesting. Which I was honestly a little disappointed about. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, um, did you click on the profile to see if they had any uh, any more comments? Yeah, no. Not recently, but, like, I did, like, during that time. And they only ever, like, commented, like, those two or three times a day. And that was it. I haven't looked at it, like, recently. But when they parodied you, was it, like, in good jest? I don't know. I think they were trying to bust my balls. I just didn't react the way they wanted to. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so like, I think they were just trying to troll me. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, um, I don't know. Was it Burl or is it like Milton, like Burl's cock where like, they're like parodying him, like trying to make it look like it's him and like being assholes. It wasn't like that. I think they were just trying to like, I don't know, like freak me out. Mm, what's a troll to you? And, and how should Gawker deal with them? I feel like trolls are people that make inflammatory statements without also making an argument. Because, like, you can say something that people would consider, like, inflammatory or, like, controversial, but, like, argue a point behind it, like, coherently or rationally. But I think trolls will just say something that's just awful just to freak people, just, like, wild people up. When people complain, so I, I don't know. I guess it's kind of the difference. When people complain Sorry. that Gawker has a tr- troll problem, do you think 
approved commenters should hold some responsibility because they are the ones that approve those troll comments <laughs> from gray to black? Yeah, so I do think that because this is going to sound like maybe like Gawker or Kendra Elitist, but like I honestly thought the star system of like commenting was like, well, I guess it kind of is the star system now, honestly. It's just by a different name. So yeah, I do think people should hold some responsibility about it because, I mean, like I've been known to respond to a troll in my time, like a time or two, but like at the end of the day, if it's something really horrendous and it's like out of the grays, someone clicked on it. So. Okay. So what do you think are the best sort of comments then? I think the best sort of comments, and this is obviously a biased opinion, are ones that convey my viewpoint <laughs> while being like very witty or snarky. Like, I love a good comment that's just like factually correct, mm -hmm. but like people are dicks about it because it riles people up. Obviously, that's what people hate when it's some, saying something that you don't agree with, but I don't know. I guess you might ask me, like, who I like that comments, but not to jump ahead. Like, that is you know who does it a lot? Is, yeah, so Dude the Dude does that a lot, and it cracks me up because, like, he'll say something, and Tooth Petard does that too. Like, they'll say something. I don't know if it's a he or she. Like, they'll say something that's, like, accurate but like they're being assholes about it and like it just gets people crazy like if, i don't know about like shootings or whatever like mm. i saw one today that made me laugh because i'm like yes like that is a harsh way of putting it but he's not wrong tooth patard is really good uh he usually yeah i think most people don't like it goes over most people's head when he yes <laughs> retorts yeah i would agree like he makes good comments i like him Okay, one second. Hold on, I have to set something up. One second. Okay, going into comments now. And since today there was a shooting at a community college in Oregon, is it? Um, mm -hmm. With like 13 dead and over 20 injured. Uh, I guess let's go into our gun control comments, right? So uh, you had a comment that I saw, and it was about gun control, and I'll read it to you. And then after I read it to you, um, like, wait... Wait for me to ask you the question because there's like a thing I'm going to do before I ask you the question. Okay. Okay. So this is what you said. This touches on a recent idea that I can't get out of my head. And that idea is that I am going to buy a firearm. Honestly, I don't see why just the crazy right winger should be armed. I'll soon be packing for the left because liberals need some firepower too. I guess if I can't beat them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, I'll join them. And then one second, okay? Okay. Woke up this morning. Yeah. You got yourself a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yourself a Yo, gun. Yo, I'm living in this time behind enemy lines, so I got mine. I hope you got yourself a gun. You from the hood, I hope. Okay, so did you hear any of that? Yes, I love that song. Okay, so my question is, did you get yourself a gun? First of all, let me say, I love Nas, and I love that album. I used to listen to it all the time when I was 13. That's the type of 13-year-old I was. And no, I did not. Oh, you but did. I would honestly, like, I, I do kind of want to. And I know that, like, I guess makes me a hypocrite in some ways. But, like, so I don't have one, but I do kind of want one. But you want one so that, I mean, what, okay, what was interesting about your comment was it started, like, this discussion with, like, me and my boyfriend. 
and it got me to, and we were discussing, he thought that Republicans, like the number of gun owners, according to party lines, was almost similar. But when we looked it up, um, in the Pew Research Center May 2014 report, the percentage of households with gun in the home between conservatives and liberals was conservatives have, it's 41%, and liberals is 23%. So I thought that was interesting. Um, but I feel like the reason you said you wanted to get a gun was so because all the right-wingers have them, and it's they shouldn't be the only ones, or... No. Like, honestly, the reason I'd like to get a gun is because... So, at a weird point in my life, I almost... I was in Army ROTC in college, which is weird, but I was, and I liked shootings, and I don't... I think there should be very, very, very strict gun control in, like, the England model, but it's not gonna happen. So, like... I wouldn't mind responsibly owning a firearm, which I would voluntarily, gladly give up if legislation were ever passed. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, I would like to, like, shoot. Like, I have no delusions that, like, this is going to be, like, a home invasion of my home or anything like that. I need to, like, protect myself or my family. Like, it's not, probably not happening. Like, it doesn't matter. If it does, I'm probably going to end up shooting myself, realistically. But that being said, like recreationally, like shooting is fun. And so I know that's horribly hypocritical, but that's kind of like why I'd like to get a gun. Also, because I do agree, like, if you can't beat them, join them. Like, I like knowing about things and, you know, speaking from a position of knowledge or like authority. So, like, I wouldn't mind having a gun, like, responsibly so I can, like, see what that's all about and, like, practice it which is what I hope people would do. I don't know. It's weird. Have you ever shot a gun? Yeah. So I was in army ROTC briefly. So we shot, yeah, we shot M16s and uh, M16A2s and like pistols, again, nine Brettas. My little brother just got back from Korea and he brought me a handgun. uh, I'm sorry, a BB gun in the shape of a handgun revolver, a Mm -hmm. revolver. I just was like, uh, I mean, the, the, you're right. The fun part is shooting it, but like, I'm not gonna shoot it at someone at this age. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm I'm very pro gun control, but yeah. but they're illegal, right? So like, shit, maybe I'd get one. My girlfriend says no, but so I don't know. Maybe I'll get one. Again, I live in fucking New Jersey, which I haven't even actually gotten far along enough to like look into it. But apparently, it's like hard to get a firearms license. Hmm. Ooh, okay, let's see. I love how you play that song, by the way. Oh my god, because that's like the first thing I thought of, and I was like, oh, I love this song, and I want to play it, and I was like, I think yeah. that you might know it. I had a feeling. I love Nas. I actually played it for <laughs> Rob, you know, the other guy, the guy on the podcast I do yeah. with, and, um, but he didn't know it, so I was like a little scared that you might not oh. know it, I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's one of his, it's a great song. Cool. Oh, so since you're in New Jersey, I have a few New Jersey questions. How strict are the police about weed in New Jersey? And what are your chances for legalization? Okay, so I don't know. I think it's a, I think they're strict about it. So I grew up in like wealthy Jersey suburbs, right? And like I was not wealthy, but most of the people around here are. Like it's a very high like income per capita area, right? Mm-hmm. So 
So with that being said, I've been at plenty of parties and in situations where like we were smoking weed and the cops like knew about it but didn't really do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And like where we live now, like I live with a bunch of my friends in a house, right? And like we smoke weed on the front porch facing a meter road and like blah blah blah, like on the deck. And like never even think twice about it. Like cops once came to our door and like knocked because there was a dude passed out like near our house because there are a lot of bars in this town, right? And like they like flash our flashes and stuff, and like we had bowls out, like we were smoking. It was two a.m. We were blasting highway to the danger zone, and all the windows are open. And they didn't say shit, but at the same time, if you get pulled over and there's any scent of weed or any traces of it, they will search your car with dogs, like no questions asked, and arrest you. So I don't know how strict it is because like on one hand, like you know, like if you're like in your house or whatever or or something like that, like they won't really care, like. You know, it's like the suburbs, so, like, cops are not super dicks a lot of the times to, like, rich white people. But if you're, like, driving or anything like that, like, they will fuck you. Damn. So I feel like it's kind of a mixed bag. Uh, how diverse is New Jersey? Like, are there a lot of Latinos uh, where, where you are? Not really. Like, honestly, not really at all. Like, in this whole, like, area, like, this county, I guess, like, there's, like, certain towns that have, like, enclaves of Latinos. So there's, like, a good amount. But at the end of the day, it's, like, overwhelmingly white. There's a lot of, like, um, there's a big, like, Indian community here and stuff. And there are a good amount of Latinos. But, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, really, really, really white. But you grew up in New Jersey, yeah? Yeah, I grew up, yeah, I grew up in New Jersey. Um, I read that you grew up with a single mom. Like, can you, do you want to talk, can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, my mom was a single mom mm-hmm. and, you know, like, she moved here from Mexico. Um, so, you know, like, we were broke a lot and, like, it was hard. And, like, at the time, like, my mom did her best to, like, have me, like, not worry about this sort of stuff. Like, honestly, like, you know, like, so I'm Latino, like, I'm Mexican, but, like, people never know. Like, they're always like, oh, wow, you're Mexican? Like, I look white. Like, no one ever thinks otherwise. Um, So, like, my mom did a good job of, like, you know, not making me feel like an outsider. So, like, I can't, like, complain, like, a lot. Like, I never get, like, blatantly discriminated against. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of stuff that happened that, like, looking back on as I got older, I'm like, yeah, like, I was not like, the same as the other kids. Like, not just because, like, I'm Latino, because, like, mom was a single mom, so, like, we were broke a lot. Like, I had a stepfather, and, like, he was awful, and, like, mom ended up divorcing him. So, like, my mom and I are, like, very, very close for, like, a lot of reasons, just because of our situation in general. And, like, she's kind of nuts, and, like, she drives me fucking crazy, but, like, we were really close, and um, it's a lot different, like, than, I don't know, I guess than, like, a big family or anything like that, or, like, even, like, a traditional nuclear family like it's just us so it creates like i guess like i don't know a level of like i don't know just like closeness um like even though like i said she's fucking crazy um that a lot of people don't have like i know that like like mom's like never gonna be in a home i know that like once if i ever can ever purchase my own home not in new jersey because house prices here are insanity like my mom's gonna live with me in her old age like i'm aware of this like it's just us she's like sold out her whole life and sacrificed her whole life for me just like to give me a shot to get like a just like a fucking chance at the american dream which crushes me because i feel like the american dream is bullshit at this point which is a very cynical thing to say um but so like it just like 
I know that and I appreciate it. So like, I know that like she spent her whole life up until now looking out for me. So like, I have to look out for her. But you know, and then it creates like some issues because like, so like when I got back from college, I was with my mom for like two and a half years, and then I moved out with friends. And like, when I first moved out, like she lost her shit, man. Like. She, like, didn't speak to me for two weeks. She was, like, really hurt that, like, I moved out. But it's, like, you know, like, what do you think was going to happen? Like, you think we're going to, like, we're going to live together forever? Like, it's not how it works. That's, my mom thinks that her relationship with my younger brother, like, she kind of, it's, it's, like, they're best friends, but sometimes, like, borders on, like, girlfriend, boyfriend, in the sense that, like, she doesn't like his girlfriend's, like, she gets jealous, and she doesn't like, I mean, she wants, she does want him to live with him forever. She would love that. Right. Right, yeah, no, I mean, my mom, like, hated all my previous girlfriends, but she really loves my, my new one, mm-hmm. but, like, she definitely, like, my mom had her way, like, we would have lived together, and, like, we would have, like, bought a house together. Like, my mom, like, always wanted to buy a house, and at this point, she realizes she's never gonna. Um, so, like, it's it's not, I wouldn't say it's anything, like, like, uber weird or anything like that, but, like, you know, like, Definitely. Like, if mom had a way, like, I would have just lived with her forever. We could have gone, like, a big place, like, for, like, they each have our own space, but, like, we would not be super apart. And, like, I'm, I want to move to Jersey, like, I think my girlfriend and I are going to move to Jersey City in January, mm-hmm. which is, like, it's, like, a 40-minute drive from where I am now, right? Like, it's not very far. It's, like, 30 miles. Like, my mom, like, is already dreading it. Like, she thinks it's, like, so far away. It like, is so far I don't ever go outside my five mile range, so thirty miles is pretty far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, mom lives like fifteen minutes from me now in like my hometown. Um, I went to school in Baltimore. Mom stayed up here, and like that was really rough on her. I think. Mm. Like it was just a lot of distance. Sorry. You know how you said that uh, your mom, you're not going to send your mom to a retirement home. Well, mm-hmm. I remember in second grade, like um, I had this white best friend, and so at her house at dinner, she's like to her parents. When I get older, I'm going to send you guys to the best retirement home ever. And her parents were like, what a great daughter we have. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this tomorrow night with my family. Because I want to hear that I'm wow. a good daughter too. So then I tell my parents, you guys, when you get older, I'm going to send you guys to the best retirement home ever. And my dad's like, yeah, that's not something Asians do. Like this is, that's like, a, <laughs> that's like more of a white America thing to send your parents away yeah, from no, retirement for sure. home. Yeah. First of all, I'm not, not like, you know, not like, I don't mean this in like any sort of way. I didn't know you were Asian. Oh, um, yes. But okay. yeah, no, yeah, I had no idea. Um, not that it changes anything. But yeah, like that's definitely like a white American thing. Like retirement homes. Like, I don't know. Like Latinos don't fuck with that. No, no, neither do Asians. It's, it's expected that the son, the firstborn son has his parents live with him. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, Latinos, like, don't do that. Like, they'll live with you if necessary. Or, like, my grandparents still live by themselves. Like, I don't know how. I mean, they have, like, a caretaker now. Like, they definitely should not be living by themselves, but, like, they do. But, like, nursing homes, like, definitely not done. That's funny. Okay. Let's see. So, I think some, I was going to segue into this. Oh, there was a reason why I was going to do this. It has to do with, like, America and the American dream. So first, I'm going to read you a comment that you gave. It was on like a Dylan Roof post. Like maybe like Dylan Roof was convicted or we found out his, oh, we found out his name or that that, in the shooting. And so you gave a really Mm -hmm. scathing criticism of America. So I'll read your comment. And you said, this country is shit. The older I get, the more experience this feeling of overwhelming sadness. 
I'm sad because my mother sacrificed everything to move to the U.S. for a better life. But this country is shit, and I don't think it was worth her sacrifice. She should be back in her home country with a house and a pension, not scraping by to survive here. There are worse countries, of course, but none as hypocritical as the United States of America. Land of the free, but boasts the world's largest prison population. Home of the brave, but has a massive domestic spying apparatus, not to mention a fleet of drones that kill people from afar. The one question I have yet to figure out is, is America a gold-covered turd, or is it a shit-covered gold bar? I haven't made up my mind yet. So in response to that comment, you had some commenters ask you, why don't you move them? So when are you leaving America? And my question to you is, how do you feel when people say that shit to you? Like, when are you going to move out of America since as an immigrant? Dude, it's horrible. Like, honestly, it's horrible. Like, it makes, like, oh, like, it's crazy. My girlfriend says that I have, like, angry immigrant syndrome. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I, look, like, some, like, Twitter person, like, said it, like, I don't know, like, around the Dylan Roof thing, like, they, like, tweeted this thing, and they're just, like, you know, I'm going to paraphrase, but it's, like, my mom sacrificed so much, and, like, I've had to, like, persevere through a lot, like, to try to, like, make it here, like, for a slice of that American dream, only to be made out as the other regardless like such bullshit like it's horrifying like i'm an american citizen i don't have to go fucking anywhere and i can say what the hell i want and it's it's just horrible it's it's like this like horrible nationalism where it's like like they just confirm what i said and everything i wrote is Mm. true and i believe by the way like well not it is true it's an opinion but i believe it's it's really it's really fucked up to me like it's just it's just horrible it's like it makes me feel like certain demographics in this country are never going to be accepted no matter what and like i feel like this what was that no i was just saying like certain demographics yeah like non-white yeah exactly like non-white so like if you're not like a white dude and or if you're not like a christian like it's, it's fucking horrible and like honestly like i do feel sad about it because i feel like i was sold a bill of goods hmm. and i feel like i was deceived so like honestly like i'm a very inquisitive person I love to read. I read about everything. Like I'm the type of person that like will just read Wikipedia, right? Just about like whatever. And um, so like, and I majored in history in college. I love history, right? And I love like historical perspective and context and geopolitics and all that bullshit, right? Like I'm a very humanities person. And um, I, I, you know, when I was a kid, I used to read a lot about history, and I got really into World War II, and like I used like. Not that I'm not still in a lot of ways, but, like, I used to be so, like, unflinchingly proud of the United States. And, like, you know, I was like, yeah, like, we're Americans now. And, like, I fucking love it. It's the most amazing country in, like, the world. Like, all these scientific advances, like, like our industrial might in World War II, like, all sorts of shit I was so proud of, like... You know, like, our judicial system, I used to think, was so fair and, like, freedom of speech before they were arresting fucking reporters in Ferguson and, like, all sorts of other shit. And then, like, I feel like I got older and, like, the veneer, like, the varnish wore off. And I feel like I was just, I, like, just so sad once, like, I see that a lot of that shit might be true for some people. How old were you when you were super enthusiastic about America? And then how old were you when you started? When I was, like, a teenager. Oh, okay. When I was, like, a teenager, I would say it started changing around, like, middle of college, end of college. 
so I was like 20, 22, which would be like, like 08, 2010, right? Like around that time, I feel like I started like, I used to hate politics, but like if you want to be an informed person, if you're an intelligent person, I feel like you can't help but pay attention. And so I started paying more attention to it. And then like, I don't know, it just, it, that's like when I feel like a lot of the varnish wore off. And like a lot of it honestly has had, to, like it sounds fucking stupid, right? But it's just like the whole way this country's gone after 9-11. Like it's just, it's brought out the ugly in it. And I feel like, you know, as I got older, I kind of realized that. But like when I was a teenager, man, like I was like, like I was like I was telling them, I was gonna enlist in the army. I wasn't even just gonna do ROTC to be an officer. I was just, I just wanted to be a grunt. I'm like I want to serve my country. Like whatever. Like give back what I can to it. Like this is my homeland. It's amazing. Like I was ready to fucking enlist. I remember doing ROTC freshman year of college, and this fucking like French student was like grilling me about like why I would support like American imperialism. Blah. I remember thinking like what an asshole. Like and now I'm like. I kind of agree with him. Mm-hmm. Were you more conservative then when you were a teenager? Your I views? Think, I don't think I don't think I was more conservative. I think I mean I think like objectively speaking, like if you would have polled me, I would have seemed a little bit more conservative. And I think a product of that is just because like the fire department for a long time. It's a very conservative environment, and like it, it, I was there through a lot of my formative years, and it included a lot of like male role models that I looked up to mm-hmm. that like. I didn't actually have in my life because like I never really had like a father figure. Mm. So like I kind of bought into a lot of the stuff, but I wouldn't say I was more conservative. I would say that I hadn't yet, yet grasped the nuance of many issues because that's how I feel like conservatives do things. They don't grasp any of the nuance. It's just very black and white for them. Uh, Arctic really quick. Are you using earphones or are you pressing your, are you not using earphones? I'm using earphones, but I might have been fidgeting with my phone. Was I fucking with it? No, because it sound it's a little bit. Sometimes sounds like you're opening a potato bag, or it's like you're you're moving your he- your finger by the mouthpiece, like. Ch- 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 I think I was doing that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Um. Huh. Okay. I don't know. If, I want to ask you this question instead of the question that's more related to what we just talked about. But I thought it was interesting. Wait, wait hold on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. All right, I'm back. Okay. We were talking about you saying that you were like you're Mexican. But that you look white, right? And I think that's like, I mean, I hope this isn't racist to say, but I feel like in Latino culture, uh, a lot of like, let's say your media figures, especially soap operas, you know, they tend to have a white look. We were talking about how you're Mex- you are Mexican, but that you, everyone's always like, oh, you are? I, you don't look like that. And that, so that, uh, and I think... It's difficult to say, okay, um, I feel like it's not, I hope it's not racist to say that, like, in Latino culture, that a, a white slash European slash Western look is mm, more admired. Like, with, of course. Like, with soap operas, right, especially. And so, oh, no doubt. Yeah. So, like, would you say, are Latinos white sometimes in the same way George Zimmerman is white but not but is yes so okay so here's what i would say about that that's a very interesting question i would say of course there are white latinos but in this country everybody like it's like it's like they're not like in the u.s like if you're latino like people think you're not white or don't consider you white even if you are which is why they came up with like the whole like hispanic right so you can like be white but like latino too 
So I would say that like in all of Latin America, you can be white and be Latino, but in the U.S., it's like if you're Mexican, like you're not white. Like my friends will always be like, dude, like shut up, like you're white, but like they'll also like bust my balls for being Mexican. So it's like I am, but I'm not really, not to you. I'm not white. Like like I feel like so no, I don't know. So I think. Most Americans can't grasp that nuance, but yeah, Latinos can be white. Like my my mom and all her siblings have like blue and green eyes. Like they're Mexican. Like <laughs> they're tall. They're like you know what I mean. Like things you traditionally don't think of like Mexican people. Okay, not a related question. Did you already tell me who's your favorite commenter? So I don't know if I have like a favorite, but there's like a bunch of people I like. Um, like, I always like your comments, I like Burl's comments, you know, he, he has, like, that grumpy old gay man thing down, which he's not happy that I said that was his brand. Um, I like Do the Do, because, like, they'll make, like, inflammatory remarks that I dig. Tooth Batard's good, and I like Cake is Love, just because he or she keeps getting banned, and then making new accounts, which cracks me up. Wait, I saw that you talked to him, but I also have, like... I have affection for him in my heart. I mean, he goes super hard on libertarians, man. Like, hard. But it, it cracks nuts. me up. It cracks me up. And if you're wrong, he will shame you. But I think that he is really funny. I just don't ever want to be wrong with him. And I do like how he keeps getting banned, but comes back. He's like, what up? Yeah. It just cracks me up, like, how many, like, iterations he or she has gone through. <laughs> What's your worst experience on Gawker? I was thinking about that because I saw it on the list and I don't know if I'm really having like bad experiences on Gawker. Like if I don't like it, I just bail. But like, I don't know. Like people obviously say some like horrible shit sometimes. I'm not going to lie. The whole like, the whole like rape gif, like obscene image spam in mm-hmm. the comment section was pretty horrible. Like one, because I'm not trying to see any of that shit. And also two, because like I'd be scrolling at work and be like, holy shit, it's like some horrible image. Yeah. From the comments I saw of yours, I thought that your worst experience on Gawker was when commenters were telling you to, like, leave America or when are you going to go after your criticism on America on the Dylan Roof post. I feel like I don't know if people ever tell white people, like, well, why don't you leave fucking America? You know, like, I don't know if I've ever said that to someone white. They don't. They don't say that. And, yeah, honestly, like... I'll get heated in a lot of this stuff because, like, I don't know, like, this is, like, kind of, like, a tangent, but, like, you know, like, a lot of, like, my friends that I live with, like, childhood friends that now we're getting older, like, have, like, fucked up political views. And, like, sometimes I want to fucking scream at them. And, like, we don't really discuss politics much because we used to and we'd fight about it. Like, and, like, sometimes, like, I don't know. So, like, yeah, honestly, like, I would agree with you. Like, those are probably some of, like, the worst times. Like, I guess the reason why it immediately come to mind is because, like, I try not to take up stuff seriously because, like, it's a website, so people are going to see really nasty things. Like, people see nasty shit on Facebook where their names are attached to it, so why wouldn't they on, like, Kinja? But, you know, I try to, like, not focus on that. But you're right. I would say it's probably my worst experience as well because, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to hear that. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, I'm trying to engage in conversation and I'm making salient points. I'm sorry if you think I'm being un-American because I'm not blindly patriotic. Anyway. No, I mean, I get it. It always makes me feel like, even when it it was said to you and not to me or if it's said to someone, like a minority, 
it, it just makes me, it just sucks to see or hear. It's like that feeling of never being accepted. Like, exactly. You know, like, exactly. Yeah. I, I completely agree. I think that's why, that's why it's so fucking terrible because like, even if for but a brief second, even if you don't take it seriously, regardless, like that first initial like split second feeling, you're just like, wow. Like there's just like never going to be accepted for some reason or another. I just feel like so. to say to a white person, like, when are you going to leave America then? Or why don't you just move to a different country? Like, it doesn't make as much sense or it's not as hurtful, it seems, than it is to a minority. It's not. It's not. Because they'll be like, whatever. Or I live here. This is my country. Like, fuck. Okay. Well, it's my country yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. So this is, I'm going to ask you the final question now. Okay. Using three separate adjectives, how would you describe Arctic 16? This was the hard one, by the way, because like, this was like the one I try to give a little bit of thought first. Honestly, I would say I'm sarcastic, intelligent, and compassionate. Like, it, it sounds like dumb, and it's, no, it's, it's something dudes never think about, but like, I'm like a very compassionate person. I think like I don't think it sounds did you say it sounds dumb that's a good quality to have and no no I, guys are just not used to expressing it yeah yeah it's just it's I feel like it's something that like like if a random internet person is engaging in dialogue with me about like some sort of issue like I want them to know that like I'm a very compassionate person like I really feel for people like I really feel for animals like I got a dog a couple years ago and like she's a little baby and, like, I can't even watch, like, hurt animal videos anymore or, like, shit like that. Like, I can't handle it. Like, I just don't even want to look at it. Like, it really makes me feel for it. Like, I'm the type of person where, like, see a deer on the side of the road and I'm like, oh, And, like, there are fucking dead deer everywhere in New Jersey. No, it's, it's I mean, it's kind of silly, but I feel like that's, like, one thing that, like, maybe isn't immediately apparent about me because, like, I can be, like, a sarcastic asshole. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to, like, talk about myself, but I'm just saying... So, wrapping this up, Arctic 16 is sarcastic, intelligent, compassionate. And I like that. And I really appreciate <laughs> that you thought about it before we got in. I did. Like, like a half hour before you called, I was like, oh, this call. Like, I started going through the things. And, like, I read that last and my girlfriend's like, oh, what are you going to say? And I told her that. And she was just like, wow. And I was like, what? She's like, I don't know. That was just very real. And I was like, well, well like, how the fuck else were I supposed to answer <laughs> Uh, I think Nefertiti said, like, purple, like, purple people eater. And I was like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> uh, my girlfriend told me to say, send me nudes. What? Me? <laughs> me? To, to no, her? Just like, no, just, like, the three words. I would say, oh. send me nudes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay, well, thank you so much for doing this call. This was this was really awesome. I had a really good time, like, researching about gun control and, like... Yeah, definitely. This was a lot of fun. So, thanks. All right, well, um, go play with your dog and eat some dinner or something. And, uh, yeah, I will see you on the main page. Woohoo! All right, cool. Thanks so much. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye.